This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 212 with Beth Baker. Show notes for this episode, including all links mentioned in this episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 212. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Before we dive in with Beth Baker, I have a little invitation for you. So a couple weeks ago over on Instagram at the Shameless Mom Academy, I put up a post and I asked, what do you want more of? Do you want more Shameless Mom episodes? Do you want more group coaching programs with Sarah? Do you want more tools for self-care, accountability, transformation? Do you want more motivating emails? Do you want a private Facebook community to connect with other Shameless Moms and myself? So we've got lots of great responses. And now I'm asking you, if you want any of these things, shoot me an email. Shoot me an email at info at shamelessmom.com and I will add you to my interest list. What I am doing is putting together new offerings for the Shameless Mom Academy. These are gonna be super affordable, really accessible. This is a way for me to continue to grow this community, but also grow our conversations. I really wanna be having more conversations with more of you and having you um, have more opportunities to connect with others in the community, in the Shameless Mom Academy, and other opportunities to connect with me. So if this is of interest to you, if you would pay like 15 bucks a month for something like this, shoot me an email and just say, hey, I'm interested. Shoot it over to info at shamelessmom.com and I will follow up as soon as I have more details. I don't have anything nailed out yet, but I'm looking at putting together a number of options where you will have lots of ways to connect and learn and grow and become more shameless every damn day. So make sure you shoot that over to me. Just let me know you're interested over at info at shamelessmom.com and we'll go from there. And now let's talk about today's guest. Today's guest is Beth Baker. And I'm so excited to have her on because Beth is someone I stalked years ago. We connected after I stumbled across her website and realized she was one of my local competitors. And at first I was like not wanting to like her because she was my local competition. And then I realized she's a redhead and she likes to have a drink now and then because it said all this on her website. And I was like, actually, I think I want to be friends with her. And that's what happened. So Beth Baker started running Evolution out of trying to run and failing over and over again for almost a year. She says she made every mistake, bad sports bras, the wrong shoes, and just, well, doing it wrong. But after falling in love with the sport of running and helping her friends start running, she knew she was onto something. So the business that she created 10 years ago has now brought in 2,000 new runners. She also started her new venture, CoachRunningEvolution.com, an online coaching program where she is certifying and licensing people to start their own coaching programs for new runners. So Beth is 
a super fun person. She's hilarious. She's a snorter. So we're just going to get that out of the way right away. You will hear her snort at least one time in this interview, maybe more. She's hilarious. And (laughs) the first time I was with her and she started laughing, I was like, oh my gosh, I love this woman. And how can I make her laugh more just to hear these lovely snorts? So she's super fun, really funny, extremely down to earth. She takes all the intimidation and fear out of running. And she continually confirms that you'll be fine no matter what. You want to run a 5K? You'll be fine. You want to run a marathon? You'll be fine. You want to run around the block? You'll be fine. She makes it so simple. Not necessarily easy, but she makes it simple and she makes it attainable. And that makes all the difference. So listen in to hear Beth share why running the first three miles are the hardest, why running with a group is so much more beneficial mentally and physically, the truth about running when it really hurts, why you don't need to be fast or run far for running to quote unquote count, why running communities are especially valuable to moms. Yes, amen. I did not join my first running community until I was a mom and it was amazing. And it was with Beth. Why running slow can be exactly what you need, how to build a community and a business around running and how to become a running coach, even if you don't have any coaching experience and even if you're not a fast runner. So this was a really fun conversation. I love Beth. I adore her work and I want to help her help more women become runners and also help more runners become coaches and have more running coaches out there who are spreading the love of running by just doing simple little runs, not by being the fastest, not by going the furthest, but by just getting out there and putting one foot in front of the other. So with all that said, let's go ahead and dive in with Beth Baker. Beth Baker, welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so happy to be here. So most people don't know that we've been talking about doing this for a couple of years now. And I kept saying like, when the time is right, just let me know and I'll get you on the show. So the timing's right and I'm so excited. Woohoo! All the stars align. <laughs> yes, yes. And I'll fill our listeners in a little bit. Our paths have crossed so many times in such cool ways over the past few years. But this all started with me totally being an internet stalker. <laughs> and I think it was... Oh my gosh, when was it? It was like probably nine years ago, maybe even before no. that. Oh, but I don't know about your stalking. When we the stalking. Yeah. So the stalking started before we met. Okay. And I think I remember it it might have been when I was living by myself, which would have been like ten or eleven years ago. No. Is that really? True? I could be wrong. Okay. Maybe we were in our old house. But anyways, at any rate, it's been a long time. And the way it started is I was looking to see, I was researching online for my gym. At the time, I didn't have my own physical location. I was working out of someone else's gym, but I wanted to know who my competition was in the area. And I came across Beth Baker and I was like, who's this chick who says she she like clearly thinks she's really funny and she's a redhead. (laughs) And so my initial inclination was like, there can't be two of us. So... We're going to need to meet. But then as I read your bio and everything on your website, I was like, oh my God, she sounds really cool. I think I actually really want to be friends with her. So then I reached out to you and I remember you had something on your website about like being a redhead, loving wine, like something about drinking and running. And I was like, hi, we need to meet. We're probably going to be really great friends. (laughs) That's where it all began. (laughs) Yeah, there was on my front page, my bio was like, I'm not an athlete. I'm a runner and I like cake and beer. Yeah. (laughs) Apparently that attracts people somehow. I don't know know why. Which I think that that's so perfect for, it's like such a great lesson. If you are your authentic self, you'll attract the people you want to attract. Yeah. 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 Lesson learned. So So then after I had Vinny, I did one of your running programs, which was amazing. I've done so many half marathons and doing the training with your group was the first time I ever trained with other people for a race. And it was like life-changing. It's a whole like game changer as far as like... Oh, Oh, this can be fun. This can be fun and social. Yeah, It doesn't have to be torture. And I made new friends, like people who are still my friends to this day, like Jen Hope, who I've had on the show and like see regularly. I mean, it was so different. And yeah, I remember leaving my house on those Saturday mornings for those runs and being like, yeah, see you, Vince. I'll be back in like a few hours. And (laughs) I'm going to go work out. (laughs) Right. I'm going to go work out for just a few hours. And he was like, you're crazy. And I was like, no, this is like the best part of my week because it was super fun and super like laid back and easygoing. So we're going to talk about all that today. We're going to talk about running. We're going to talk about building a business. We're going to talk about just, you know, cool redhead stuff. (laughs) And then we'll talk about where your next steps from running evolution, which I'm really excited for you to share. Before we go into all that, tell us just a little bit about the dynamics of your personal and professional life and what you're most excited about right now. This was kind of born out of a way for me to get paid to do to run. 
perfect. I had a job and I loved running. It took me a long time to start running, but when I start when I did it, I loved it. And I kind of felt guilty about being gone so much. And so I'm like, well, let's just start a business and have other people start running and it, that kind of caught on. But honestly, that's like I feel like if I can get paid to do this, I won't feel guilty anymore. That's what originally how it kind of subconsciously started. Nice. And this is what I won't tell anybody that, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's just between us and a few right. thousand close friends. Yeah. <laughs> and was this when your son was really little? I started the business in January of 2006. Sorry. Okay. And then surprisingly, via red wine, I got pregnant. <laughs> Funny how that red wine thing works. <laughs> <laughs> Lesson to all your ladies. is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I got pregnant in March and then had a job and I got laid off from my job when I was nine months pregnant and started the business full time after he was born. Oh my gosh. I had like a few months of unemployment and disability from the C-section. And so I had a couple months of runway time. So I just did it. And there's these sweet pictures of you like a lifetime ago. I'm sure it feels like to you, but with your son in a baby jogger, like running your business and doing, I think your first marathon maybe, was that after he was born as well? I did a half marathon uh, about five months after he was born. Oh my gosh. And I did my third marathon when he was 11 months old. Holy cow. So your pictures, every once in a while, you'll, you post them on social media, like your throwback pictures. And oh my gosh, they're so cute and so sweet. And I just love seeing them. But I love that your business was so much of it evolved, running evolution, so much of it evolved right. <laughs> as you were evolving as a mom. I think that's yeah. so cool. And it's so interesting how that works. Yeah. And running just changes you. So that so many of these like little nuggets of wisdom when you're struggling. Yes. And you just change as a person. And if you're doing something that's hard and you keep doing it, you're going to learn something about yourself. So yes, that's what I love about running. Totally. So let's talk a little bit more about that because you and I are both people who don't think that running comes, we're like, we're not like born runners and athletes yeah, who just yeah. like think running is so fun and easy. So tell us a little bit about your journey into running and what that was like for you. And okay. I think this might be helpful for some of our listeners who might think that like running totally sucks. Right. <laughs> and yeah. So I lived in San Francisco and there was an amazing brewery right by my house and that we went to on a nightly basis. And for some reason, my pants stopped fitting after a couple of weeks. I don't know what that was about. Anyway, so I didn't want to give up the beer because beer is delicious. And so I started, I'm like, I should probably start running. And I never ran before. I was 26 years old. There was nothing wrong with me. And I went out the door and I started crying after like a block. And I'm like, there's something wrong with me. There's something wrong with me. I got like kind of an anxiety attack and my heart was racing. But I'm stubborn and I'm like, I'm going to do this. So it took me a whole year to do my first 5K. And then the endorphins caught on. And it's just that first three miles I just found out that was just so, so hard. Oh my gosh. Getting your body warmed up. And then after that, it was kind of like, okay, I can do this. And then so I did a marathon the following year. <laughs> so I did a, it took me a year to do my first 5K. And then it took me 11 months to do my first marathon. Oh my gosh. And I say this all the time to people starting out running that those first three miles are the hardest. And once you do three, then you're like, you can go from three to six and then you go from six to nine and nine to 12. But those first three are so hard. Why are the first three so hard? Tell us about that. Okay. So when you first start running, especially if you're not used to it, there's something that gets triggered in your brain. It's a fight or flight mechanism. And it's just like if you get public speaking, you're in front of people and everyone's looking at you. That's the fight mechanism. So I deal with the flight part. So when you're running, you think that there's something wrong with you. There's something that you're getting chased by somebody or you're chasing after something. So your adrenaline starts to kick in. And of course, we're like, you know, mature, you know, civilized people. So we just think there's something wrong with us. (laughs) You know, like we're not cavemen anymore and there's no saber tooth tigers around anymore. So your head just starts to like spin around like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? And then your head starts to trigger your heart and your heart goes faster. You think you're going to die and you stop. And that's basically, and so people like start, you know, they start off too fast or they just, they go by themselves, which makes them feel really vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And it's just this whole, <laughs> I feel like people feel like everyone's eyes are on them. Mm-hmm. They feel like they're going to die. And <laughs> I mean, that's like, I mean, people told me when they come in my class, like, I feel like I'm going to die. I'm like, okay, I know what's wrong. So I just deal with that part of it. And the fear part and try to flip that into people's heads so it's not so scary and try to distract them to know, you know, let them know that it's going to be okay. Right. 
You bring up a really good point about doing it alone. And I was a self-trained runner and I've mentioned this before on the show that I don't even know if I've told you this. This is like my deep, dark running secrets right now. I won't tell (laughs) I decided to start running, had never done anything athletic before in my life. Like even PE class, I did anything I could to get out of that. And so I decided to start running and I would go running in the evening by my house on kind of a fairly busy street. And I was terrified that like a neighbor would drive by, that like someone would see me. Like I did not want to be seen. Like unlogical. Yeah. But there was like no other option. And then when I went to college, I would run... This sounds really so dumb. I would run down by the river at like five in the morning. <laughs> like, is there ever down a good time for river. a young girl to go run down by the river in the dark? But that's what I did because I was like, well, no one's going to see me here. Like, I'm not going to run up near campus where people might see me. So I'd go and yeah. run down by the river by myself with headphones on, obviously, just to make right. up the ante a little bit. But I didn't want to be seen because I was afraid I was doing it wrong or I was going too slow or whatever. But like you said, when you are doing it by yourself, all you do is doubt yourself the whole time and think yeah. about how hard it is. And in your head. Totally in your head. Yeah. Just spinning around going, yep. oh my God, oh my God, help, yep. help me. Yeah. yeah. And it's very different when you're with people. And this is what I learned. So many years later when I started doing half marathons and was definitely had a little more of a skill set around running, I trained by myself for many years. But when I trained with your group, what was so rewarding was that when you're running with other people, you're not just thinking about you the whole time. Like you're engaging in conversation and that is so stimulating and distracting that miles just kind of cruise by. It's so different. And I really, really appreciate that. Again, it's like a Neanderthal kind of thing. Your humans are pack runners. And Mm. so it's like a protection thing. So you have people around you, you're loosened up more and you're relaxed, but you're in a group. And it doesn't matter if you're in the front of the group or the back of the group, as long as you have somebody around you. That's one of their biggest fears is being left behind because in their, you know, primal head, they're like, I'm going to be the first one to get picked off. When it's so, when people say they're dead last, that's what they think of because they're going to get picked off by some arbitrary predator (laughs) that we don't have anymore. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I think that's, and this is why it probably didn't run with people for so many years. And also why people don't sign up to run in group training yeah. situations is yeah. because they think they're going to be last. Talk yeah. about how you deal with that with your groups, because I know you beautifully manage that. <laughs> I feel like a sheep herder dog just kind of running around and making sure everyone's okay. But I definitely just pair people up. It just needs one more person to be with. And some people just want to be on next to somebody to help them get through that. Right. Right. It makes a really big difference. And I also, with your group, there was people probably, when we trained for that half, there was people running anywhere from a 10 minute mile to like a 14, 15 minute 13, mile. 14, yeah, yeah. And what was so cool is, first of all, I showed up and I was like, oh my God, there's probably gonna be people running like seven minute miles. And that's just gonna yeah. like be really right. upsetting to me. I'm gonna be offended. <laughs> but it wasn't. It was just like normal people who legitimately yeah. wanted to go slow, which was yeah. such a relief. But it was kind of like no matter where you fell, I mean, there's a big difference between like a 10-minute mile and a 13-minute mile. You know, someone who runs a 13-minute mile would not be able to keep a 10-minute pace. And someone who runs a 10-minute mile to run a 13-minute mile, that feels uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and challenging as well. And so what was so great is there was this big variety and it totally didn't matter. And it was interesting that like you would have water breaks along the way on our long runs and, you know, you would meet up with us at different points in the run to make sure that the group was all getting past certain points and that we were all like still accounted for. Right. And what was so nice is that you never felt alone, even though there might be a period where you're like, oh, I'm, you know, for a few blocks here, I'm alone or a few blocks there, I'm running with these two people, but then I'm going to go catch up with these other two people or I'm going to drop back to another group. You were in this, like you said, this pack mentality and it so did not matter where you were in the pack, which was very refreshing and freeing. And then at the end, it was like, even if you're the last person to finish, then you just have the most people cheering for you. Right, exactly. No one knows that. (laughs) So it's actually like, it's just the party's even bigger for you. I just experienced that. I did a a marathon a few weeks ago and we had a huge group doing the half marathon and I was supporting another person. I'm like, I'll just run the marathon with you, you know, because I can, I'm weird. As one does. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And about mile 10, I fell down flat on my face, both my knees, you know, torn up, my hands torn up. And so I was probably one of the last people to do the marathon, but everybody was there and they're like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> it was so fun. It sucked to you know, being last. It sucked being, you know, falling, but it was great. Yeah. I just took longer and hobbled and did it. Right. So one of the things I talk about when I talk about my early running and running in the dark by myself and, you know, as all smart young women do. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I know. So one of the things that 
I always wanted to do and I felt like was like necessary if I was going to be a runner is I felt like every time I ran, I needed to go further. And every time I ran, I needed to go faster. That's Yeah. Yeah. Which is an awful way to train running when you're just but, always trying to go further and faster. Like, you know, that's logically that you think kind of thing. That's what you're supposed to do. But yeah, you can only go faster or you got to pick one thing. You either go faster or go longer. You can't do it both at right. the same time. You don't need to do both at the same time. And sometimes you don't need to do either. Or either. Yeah. You can just go run. <laughs> right. Just go. Run slow. <laughs> I remember the longest run that we did before the half with the group that I trained with running evolution was probably 11 miles. And, um, I remember being really nervous for it. And I remember like I had a time goal and you were like, actually, no, you're not allowed to have a time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I just wanted to try to like get 10 minute miles. And this is actually like a two part comment here because I think that we don't want to do something unless we can do it a certain way. So for me, I know there's times when I've trained for half marathons and I'm like, I'm not going to do a half unless I can do it under two hours. Like it's just not worth it, which is the most ridiculous mindset to have. Well, it's for different people, you know, it's just different. Yeah. Right. But then the other piece of that was that you were like, long training runs are not about having a time goal. And so you were like, it doesn't matter. And I don't remember. I think you told me like to not rear my watch or something. And I was like, oh yeah, no, that is not going to happen. Like, I can't not know. It's like my running wouldn't count if I wasn't timing it. <laughs> but I did yeah. end up being way slower than I thought, but I felt really good. And I remember one of our stops being like, I must have run like a 930 that mile. I looked down, it was like an 1130. <laughs> yeah. And your body doesn't know what a mile is. So you're just right. training your body to be on its feet for that long. That's right. all you're doing for right. the training or for the training runs. Yeah. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers. On an adventure through time, packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up, and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where, as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever, and your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you, and you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. So tell us, how has running changed your life? Oh, boy. Kind of a big question. Yeah. <laughs> From the get-go, I wanted to do a marathon even before I wanted to, when I started running. And just, you know, growing up, I never really completed anything. I never did sports. I did track for about a year because my boyfriend in high school said I was fat. <laughs> oh, but, so yeah, sad. Yeah. I mean, it's a trainer boyfriend, you call him, you know. And I hated that. And I just never was, never was athletic at all. So it was one of those things that I started running to do a marathon. And 
I quit so many times training for that marathon. And I'm like, oh, I do this in life too. I do this. I think something gets hard. I just stop and quit and I go, fuck it. So that was like the huge thing. But I had just given up so many times and I talked myself through that and got through that marathon. And it was one of those things where it's like, if I can do this, I can do anything. I can plan it out and track it and train for it and do it. So that was like the biggest thing. So after I did that marathon, I'm like, I can do anything, which is kind of crazy to think about with yeah. you know, 27 years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's funny because that's how I felt after my first half marathon. And I can trace back like so many things that happened um, th that built my confidence, that built my physical confidence in such a way that it really impacted decisions that I made in other areas of my life over the next few years, including going back to school to become a trainer leaving my job in working at a psych hospital, like all these different things, having the confidence to like go on a date with my husband, which my roommate, oh my I mean, like I would have never done that if I, it's, if I hadn't built confidence through feeling physically strong. And for me that came through running, but the, so that was with a half marathon. And then after a number of years, I had done many half marathons and I was encouraged to try doing a full marathon, which I was never super into, but my friend's dad said, who is a marathoner himself, um, said, if you've done all these half marathons, like that's the obvious next step. It, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous that you Double haven't it. done that. So then I was <laughs> like, Double. oh, game on. Challenge accepted. <laughs> and I hated the marathon. And I, my friend who ran at the end, the last six miles with me, I just like yelled at her the whole entire time, screaming, yeah. crying, hysterical. And so it was interesting that like running the half, I was so excited about it. And it was so life altering. Running a full, I was like, I mean, I guess I'm, it's kind of cool. I can say I did that. I will never do that again. <laughs> I know the first marathon is really hard because you just, you, I mean, it's, you go in such a dark place in your mind yeah, and all these things come out and, um, people are like, I'm never going to do that again. And I always tell people, you have to do a second one, because <laughs> the second one, you know, you can do it and you know what to expect and you know, those things are going to come up and how to get, I mean, and a lot of those are just like nutritional things, like where your yeah, head's yeah, yeah. like, I need sugar and I'm going to tell you all about it in my childhood. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, the second one, I always encourage people to do another one. And then it's, you know, an addiction after that. Before we dive deeper with Beth, I want to talk about one of our sponsors today, Kind Bars. So I was having this really great conversation with one of the moms in the Shameless Mom Momentum Mastermind the other day, and we were talking about ways to involve your kids in healthier habits and just to encourage your kids to make healthier choices and be involved in the process but also not make it super boring or tedious or gross tasting. Like healthiness does not have to be gross and painful. So one of the things that came up was involving your kids in decision-making. And this is definitely something we focus on. When there's options around food, we let Vinny be involved in that. And I want him to feel like he's the one making the choices rather than me shoving healthy stuff down his throat because I understand that that won't have a long-lasting impact on him if it's just me shoving the stuff down his throat until he can make his choices on his own. And he would probably veer way away from healthy choices at that time. So instead, I'm involving him in the process. And when he goes to pick out snacks, he gets all sorts of different options. And we actually have a whole snack drawer and jars on the counter with snack options for him because this helps him feel empowered to make good choices. So this is the great thing about Kind Bars, and this is why I love their sponsorship, is that it's such an easy option for healthy snacks for kids. And so especially if you're doing the Kind Snack Club, you can have this collection. You literally just dump Kind Bars in a drawer and the kids can look at any flavor, pick any flavor, and you know they're getting a healthy, wholesome snack with high quality ingredients, a great balance of protein, fat, carbohydrates that's actually going to fuel them a million times better than traditional snack foods. If you think of many of our traditional snack foods, they literally have zero nutrients in them. Anything from crackers, to gummies, to any of that kind of stuff, even if on it it says like, this is made with whole grains or this gummies have real fruit juice in them. They're basically just all carbohydrate and all sugar. So what's great about Kind Bars is that they have that little bit of fat, they have that little bit of protein and they will actually sustain a kid. And they taste good and their options for different flavors are so great that any kid will love them. So to get Kind Bars, to get 10 snack Kind Snack Bars sent to your door for free, you just pay shipping, go to kindsnacks.com slash shameless. That's kindsnacks.com slash shameless for full details. And now back to Beth Baker. So that's so interesting. I actually have a colleague of mine who owns a gym in Wisconsin, and he in recent years has become an Ironman triathlete, which for mm. people who don't know, that's an Ironman triathlon is a 2.4 mile swim, 100 and 
12 mile bike and then a full marathon 26.2 mm-hmm. miles of running so this is like a very long event he's someone who never did cardio like he prior to doing a try an iron man had never run a 5k yeah and so he decides to take on this huge thing the race which is like i don't know what probably a 12 hour event for him um it went horribly like he was throwing up for most of the run oh. he had problems on the bike i mean it was just awful so everyone was like you know you're done Great job. You never have to do it again. He's like, oh, no, I'm doing that again. Yeah, yeah. So he's done like three or four of them. And every single one, he has these like major problems with his nutrition and throwing up and like his heart rate. And every single one is awful. And every single one, he's like, yeah, but I can't wait for the next one because I want to figure out this thing. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? It's a puzzle. And it's an easy, I mean, an easy puzzle, but you just figure it out. That's, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to really get over, um, you have to get over like, looking at the finish line and just being like, I'm here right now. I'm just doing, this is what I'm doing. And which you, I mean, you do such a great job when you're coaching. And I remember you saying when I was nervous about that, a long run before prior to our half and you were like, you're going to be fine. And I was like, no, like I need more than that. You're like, just know that you're going to be fine. Like you're going to be fine. That's it's like, it's It's literally that simple. It's that mantra. It's like, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. And people are like, no, but I'm like, you'll be fine. You're going to be fine. But you bet. But, but no. But then you can go back to that while you're running and be like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. All I need to, I'm fine right now. I don't need to think about if I'm going to be fine in six miles. Just I'm fine right now. So how did your relationship with running inspire you to build this business around helping women learn how to run? Oh, I, um, I had a job I didn't like and I was pretty miserable. Um, and I had a life coach actually, and who was great, Chris Carey. And, uh, she, um, kind of always knew that I should just do something, um, entrepreneurial. And, uh, I had a, a session with her and I'm like, I'm done. And she goes, you're done. What? I'm done working. Like, let's, I'm going to start a business. She's what are you gonna do? I'm like, I'm going to teach people how to run, get over that first three, that first three mile hump. And she's like, how much are you going to charge? I'm like, Oh dear. <laughs> it became so real. But it like happened within like five minutes. I just wrote stuff down and got guided to, to, um, to do that. And then from there, it just, people came to it like, um, like flies. Um, and then all these wonderful things happened. I, I, um, got partnered up with uh, title nine sports and they were super, super great, uh, generous to me. And it just kind of became, began then. And then it happened during the recession. Uh, so the Groupon was there, um, which at the beginning of the Groupon, Groupon was great for the you know, people who had no overhead. Um, so that was another thing. And it just kind of might fall out. Uh, it just grew from there. So um, it's, I, it's, it's not about the running. It's just about the change in people that I really, really love. Um, and how it just, it just, and the community. So people just, you know, they get to, run, like you say, you get to run with people and get to know them and get to, um, you know, understand them. And, um, it brings people together, which I feel like a bartender sometimes, you know, like <laughs> well, <I'm my> bar. <laughs> they're going to come get their cup of endorphins and hang out for a couple hours and chat. That's so funny. Someone told me once that she called my gym, coming to my gym, going to church. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was, I thought it was, I was like, that is like such an honor. And also yeah. I was like, I need to tell my mom who oh, used yeah. to be a nun, because is there anything my mom would be more proud of than that I like <laughs> created my own church? <laughs> but that's so true. Building community around um, fitness and around women feeling strong, powerful, and capable. It's if you do it, if, if you make people feel a certain way, they will stay with you forever and yeah. they will attract other people that are a good fit for the community. And it's like the most fun, cool dynamic thing ever. And it's so, I mean, like, and once you do that as a, as an entrepreneur, there's no going back to life before that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I think too, just, I think people need connection and being social, especially for moms. Um, yeah how, how lonely it is and how, you know, um, isolating it is. And that was such a gift I got when I started have when I started doing it after my son was born is I just had all these people to, around me and, uh, a lot of new moms as well. And they're like, you know, deer in the headlights, like, Oh, you're, you're a grown up person I could talk to. So it was, you know, exercise is just as important as socialization, um, mm-hmm. you know, hands down. So it's nice to kind of get those both in one, you know, two birds with one stone. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. 
What, um, so how do you build community and how does that fuel running evolution? Uh, everybody builds community differently. I build community by, um, just seeing people, um, and having uh, a relationship with them. Um, I can talk to anybody. That's kind of my superpower. I can find anybody. <laughs> I can relate to anybody, but with anything. And, um, so I try to connect with somebody and then try to connect them with somebody else, um, right away. And it's, it, that was just super fun for me. And that is how I do it. Um, and so they have someone to, to go to, um, you know, they want to run by themselves or when they want to have a running date or, um, just an exercise date or exercise and beer date, whatever. So that's how I do it. And, um, just, just seeing people, um, that's why I kind of don't like the you know, yoga classes. Cause everyone shows up and the yoga instructor is like, okay, we're going to do this. And I'm like, but my name is Beth Baker. <laughs> <laughs> Are we doing introductions? <laughs> and I do that to all my classes. I tell people I, and have them introduce themselves and I ask them while they're there and, uh, you know. I ask them why they're there because they're going to tell us, you know, how bad they hate running. But also, <laughs> you know, they're like, I hate running and I'm out of shape and I haven't had, you know, I haven't had, you know, time by myself in like five years. And then um, I ask them what they're good at so they can remember that, like, oh yeah, I'm really good at this one thing. Um, so that kind of gives them some balance. Nice. Um, but that's that's how I. I mean, that's that's what's worked for me. Um, but just seeing people for who they are and not what they look like or, you know, what they have and what they don't have, but it's just seeing who they are um, and conveying that to everybody else. So I love that. I think it's really interesting. You and I have talked a little bit about this before. I'm an extrovert and you're an introvert. Uh -huh. And so it's so interesting to hear you say that you can talk to anyone because I feel like I can talk to anyone, but I'm also like, I'm like, I'm an extrovert. Like I could talk to a wall and totally keep that wall entertained for a really long time. Um, the wall might get annoyed with me because I'm talking to it so much. <laughs> and it's so interesting to me. And I think a really good lesson that people who feel more introverted or more shy s still have this great, can, can still have this great ability to connect with other people and connect other people to each other, which is an amazing, amazing superpower. And you and I have talked about social events and networking events and how I'm like, I get all excited about them. Oh my God. And I'm like, oh, is there going to be wine? Like, this will be so great. And Beth is like, oh my God, do I have to wear a dress? Do I have to talk to Like, I know it's a lot of anxiety for you to go to networking kinds of events. I, I just, it's over being overwhelmed. That's what it is. And I'm just like, you know, like flashing lights, like, you know, like somebody at Vegas for the first time. I'm like, what? What do I do? <laughs> and if I could just pick one person and just, you know, do that, which how I usually manage it and I can do fine. Yeah. But it's just like, whoa, <laughs> there's so many people here. Right, right. Yeah. But I think that's a good lesson to everyone, especially those who are listening, who are thinking like, it might be really scary and intimidating to go to join a running group where I don't know anyone, especially if you're an introvert. It might be scary and intimidating, but as soon as you have a connection, like one little connection, it will yeah. feel a million times better. And yeah. the anxiety leading up to that, I call it anticipatory anxiety. The anxiety leading up to that is way worse than the actual event. That's paralyzing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. Absolutely. So what have been some of the challenges in building your business? You know, contrary to popular belief, selling running is kind of hard. Uh <laughs> so surprising. Like, I that's why you have to sell the beer and the donuts with it <laughs> that's why i kind of like, i do have to bait people i'm like we'll go out for beer afterwards but you know, telling people that they're going to be okay and that they're going to love it in like four to five weeks it's a really hard sell so that's been the hardest thing luckily people have the word of mouth have been really great i mean people who just want to be fit and selling running in the rain up in seattle has been a little difficult as well <laughs> yeah because you're year-round and... outside Year-round, outside, yeah, rain or shine. We kind of veer away from lightning storms. That's the only thing, <laughs> no. And yeah, that's the biggest hurdle is just selling running. <laughs> well, I mean, I have the same thing, selling boot camp. It's like, yeah, like you're going to come in and you're going to be a little uncomfortable and you're going to be sore. And like, those are all truths, but you have to look at like, what are the benefits that you get out of it afterwards? And I think that that's what women really start seeing. And I think that the evolution of your business now is that now, you know, you've gone beyond just coaching beginner runners and now you're coaching coaches. Yeah, to be yeah, running yeah. coaches. And that's the beauty of what happens after you overcome some of these initial hurdles as a runner, then you start to see the magic in it. And you're like, oh, I want to like spread the word. So it's its own yeah. little cult thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Go ahead and tell us some of the unexpected gifts of your business. I might have just given some of them away. <laughs> uh, well, the community has been huge, and I love that. And I haven't found anybody who does what I do yet, which has been kind of cool. Yeah. There is Couch to 5K, but it's kind of it's an app thing. It's not nearly as personal. I know people who've done it with you in a group, and I know people who've done the app on their own, and there's like no comparison. Yeah, and it's a connection thing. So yeah. I just seeing the change in people. I already said that, but it's just seeing people that I they never, ever, I mean, I can always see what the potential of people and what their hangups are and what they're telling themselves. But once that shifts and they get over that, it's just the most amazing thing ever to see that and to be a part of that. I've had a number of my boot campers who have done your programs and especially the people who've done the 5k program. I think in fact, every single one of them has said to me, like, I'm not a runner. I can't run. I don't mm -hmm. run like, and I've checked in with them as they're doing the program. I'm like, how's it going? When's your race? Like what's mm -hmm. going on? And they all are so blown away by themselves by the yeah. end of it, which yeah. is the coolest thing ever to go from someone who doesn't identify as a runner to someone who does is ridiculously powerful. When you tell yourself you're not a runner and then you have to kind of mourn the loss of that not being true and then kind of getting over yourself and becoming a runner. Damn it. I am a runner. I know. <laughs> and people like run like marathons. like, oh, I'm not a runner. I'm like, you're a fucking runner. <laughs> yeah. I didn't cuss that out. You can say yeah. damn it. Damn it's totally acceptable. Yeah, okay. <laughs> iTunes is cool with that. <laughs> and people get so tied up emotionally to running. And I have no ties emotionally to running at all. I think that's why I can run forever and ever. But people really get like hung up on, you know, either high school drama or, you know, parental or whatever it is. And everybody has it. So that's the thing too. But once they can kind of detach from that, then it just becomes this life-changing thing which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. I actually had to stop and I go through phases with this and my running since having Vinny has been a little more sporadic for sure, but I had to stop timing myself, like using apps like map my run and stuff because I would get so competitive with how fast my timed miles were. Like if I was going to run three miles and I was like, you know, if I didn't get consecutively faster on each of the three miles, I would come home and be like, well, that run sucked. Yeah. And so there's been periods of time where for like months I will run two or three days a week and not time anything because I'm like, yeah. it doesn't matter. And I want to just let my mind go and I don't want to be focused on like beating myself up over a stopwatch. Yeah. And then there's other times where I'm like, I totally want to push myself for time. Yeah. And maybe I have like, you know, I'm going to do a 5K or 10K coming up and I want to like actually have some sort of goal related to it. Sometimes that feels really good, but I think it's really important. I love what you said about kind of being able to just let go and yeah. kind of relax into it and let it be what it is rather than like forcing it to be something that Torture is more than that. Yeah, or yeah. Like, yeah, or punishment. And then that's the thing too, is a lot of people when they did sports as a kid, running was the punishment. Totally. Oh my yeah. gosh. I know. So I'm trying to like deal with that as well yeah. <laughs> and uh, so that's what I'm trying to make it as fun as possible yeah when I run by myself well, I, I'm a total music dork and I love music and so I listen to music and run and I don't have a I don't time myself I just run for the therapy of running and that's the magic right there for me. So that's what I love about it. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove move 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters, and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners 
listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Yes. It's so funny. So I know people who have been runners for many years and don't ever have music. And I don't know how they do it because for me, hearing my own breathing is like paralyzing and gives me a panic attack. So I have to have music and it has to be fast music. Like it can't be slow. And I also cannot do podcasts. Like I really want to be able to run to a podcast because it would feel in my mind like I'm multitasking, but I can't. Like it has to be fast music, like club music. (laughs) My husband makes fun of me because he's like, really? Like Britney Spears up in the club? I'm like, yeah, basically. Like (laughs) that's about all I can do. (laughs) So, But I think you have to kind of find like what allows you to find your rhythm and zone out. And for some people, that means no stimulus. And for people like me, it's like really loud, fast music blaring in your ears. Whatever your goals are and having, you know, what your goal is for your run. And, and, you know, I stop and take, I mean, we live in West Seattle and I run on the beach and it's just so amazing. You have to stop sometimes and just like take pictures and like, oh my God, I appreciate where you're at because it's just so humbling. It's so gorgeous. And you're like, what? (laughs) What I mean, it's just awe-inspiring especially if you're all hopped up on endorphins as well which makes it yeah (laughs) so sometimes my goal is just to enjoy the beauty of everything right taking in the scenery I am not good at taking in the scenery I get like in my head and I don't even see what is around me I've done like races the same time over and over again like for example the capital city half marathon in Olympia every May I've done it multiple times and I remember running it one year with a friend we've run it multiple years in a row and she's like, yeah, well, when we get up to the lake up here, and I was like, the lake? There's a lake in this race? <laughs> she's like, how do you not remember the lake? It's like the biggest thing in the race. And I was like, I do not remember there being a lake there. <laughs> <laughs> I did the Portland Marathon five years in a row, and I was so done at the end. I was just beating myself up. The same thing, just beating myself up about, like, I should be going faster than this, and I'm a running coach, and my gosh, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And then, like, four months later, I did the North Olympic Discovery Marathon over in you know, Port Angeles, over in the North Olympic, in the peninsula, over in Washington. And that was all solo. There was like 50, 20 people doing the marathon. A big, huge deer jumped in front of me. And I was just like blown away by all the gorgeousness and majesty of everything. And I got the same exact time I did for the Portland. (laughs) Oh, that's so crazy. And I'm like, oh, this could have been gone so much better and so much more like joyful than beating myself up for 26 miles. Right, right. Yeah. That's such a great point. So I actually know a few people who've done that specific, that North Cascades Marathon. There's also Big Sur is another one that's like yeah, so, which you too. did because you're a rock star. Yeah. Oh. And then there's one here in July in central Washington called Fueled by Wine. And it's yeah. typically hot. It's very hilly. And then you drink wine at the end of it. And I have a bunch of clients who do it every year. And what's fascinating to me is that all three of those courses are notoriously very challenging. But I think that sometimes that almost lets you off the hook because you're just like, I'm just going to go slow and take it in. Like, I'm not going to try to sprint up and down mountains. And I actually really like that because something where if a course is something like it's fast and flat, then you're like, oh, my God, I have to like run the fastest I possibly can. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. So tell us how you're evolving running evolution right now in 2018 and how other moms can get involved because this is so cool. Thank you very much. So like, I think I told you, like being a talking to people and coaching them and seeing the potential in people has been really kind of turned me on as a coach in general. And I've dabbled around in small business consulting for the last couple of years, which I really, really, really like. And over the last 12 years, I've kind of written everything down in the process of everything for 
starting your own company and starting your own business and starting your own coaching program for new runners. And my goal as Beth Baker, the person, is trying to get as many runners out there as possible. I don't have like an exact number yet, but I just want like the magic to go out in nationally or internationally. So we started coaching other coaches to do what I do, basically to get people who've never run before or it's been a long time to start then getting into a running program, like a couch to 5K or a learn to run program. So we started Coach Running Evolution, and it's an online program for coaches to teach how to get people to start running. So cool. So I'm assuming you need to have like run a little bit in order to coach other people, but you don't need to be like a world-class runner, right? No, I mean, God, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me neither. And also, do you need to have a background in coaching or do you also train people to coach? I train people to coach. I coach people how to coach a lot of coaches there. I I train people how to coach new runners. So all those flags that go up in new runners' heads, why they hate running, how to start communities and how to find people, all of that stuff I've kind of made into a course. And it's when I got certified to be a running coach, it was all about how to go faster and how to build mileage. And like, what about people who never run before? Like, well, they just run. I'm like, well, no, (laughs) it's harder than that. So that's why I kind of got the spawned on to do this. But I've been working on it for three years and I got it done. And I'm so excited that we have a people, actually, we just got somebody in Australia, which I'm really excited about. So cool. I know. (laughs) Yeah. So we got a, a few across the country and it's been really cool. So I'm helping them you know, build their business and how to market and how to find new runners. So we have a certification program for people who are like already coaches and want to just cater, open up a doorway to new runners, or you can open up your own running evolution business, which is really exciting as well. So they can be licensed kind of like a franchise, but it's their licensee program for running evolution. Whoa. So cool. So So if you are a mom who wants kind of like, you could make it, it could be like a little side business or it could be like what you ultimately do full time, kind of whatever you could take it to whatever level you want it to be. But I love that this is something that moms could do. And I know initially when you started out, Riley was really little and you just brought him along with you while you coached, right? Yeah. And I actually had another business. Well, it was connected to running evolution called Mommy Caravan. And it was just moms and strollers. And I took Riley with me and we had the strollers and we booked it around the green. Like it was so funny too, because brand new moms have this crazy cardiovascular system that they have from the expanded new lungs of mm. the lack of volume in their stomachs. So they had this great, amazing, you know, lung capacity and cardio capacity for like the first six months. So like these brand new moms who never run before, they're like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> so, so great. Um, yeah, so I did that for a while. So my son was too big to get in the stroller than put that aside. But it was really fun. I loved that. So cool. I love the idea of moms building community around non-competitive running, like where it's right. like judgment-free zone, just we're yes. getting together to have fun. And then it like, it happens to be something that's really great for you and is going to give you endorphins and make you feel amazing and maybe hit some fitness goals. But it's basically just like a great way to be with other moms and like, yeah. And talking it's about therapy, real it is totally yeah. therapy. And you have I me mean, like the thing is, my whole thing is you have to run at a conversational pace, which is different for everybody. And everyone like kind of laughs at me. I'm like, if you slow down, you can talk and run at the same time. And it takes your body like a couple of weeks for it to figure out how to cardiovascular builds really, really fast. It's true. Yeah. And just trusting your body to do that. But you talk about real stuff and like real hardships and like real connections. I mean, you can't BS after mile four. (laughs) No. And I think some of the magic is, and I've said this to people so many times, and there's two situations where this happens. This happens when you're driving and when you're running with someone Yeah, where you are looking straight ahead. Yes. There's no eye contact. So the things that come up and the places you're willing to go in terms of vulnerability are totally different than if you're sitting across from someone making eye contact. Yeah. And so you have these amazing conversations because of that. It's like the airplane passenger scenario. Yeah, 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 (laughs) totally. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah, I think it's really powerful. I mean, I know that that's how Jen Hope and I ended up getting tight was because we just happened to be a very similar pace. And so every time we showed up when we were training with your group, we ended up just kind of hitting the same stride every week. And like, if you're going to run 11 miles with someone, that's a long time. You're going to know some intimate details of their life by the end of 11 miles. And it wasn't like weird or awkward. It was just like super casual conversation. Like things just kind of come up, but it's so cool. And like, you'll build relationships that will just like, will sustain you forever. Yeah. Everybody's got something in their trunk and just doing this for, you know, 12 years now, I have heard everybody's trunk. (laughs) 
I mean, everybody, everybody. And it's fascinating and I love it. But people are always like, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm like, no, there's nothing wrong with you. But you, I mean, everyone's got something to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. But it comes up during running for sure. For totally. sure. Yeah. And what's really cool with your community now that you've been doing it for a while is that you have like mini communities within your community. So yeah. you have like groups of people who get up and run green like at 6 a.m. a few days yeah. a week and then like hop over to a coffee shop right afterwards. And people who do like there's literally pages where people are like, hey, I'm going to go run 20 miles this weekend. This is in Facebook groups. I'm going to go run 20 miles. Does anyone want to like meet me anywhere along the course and hop in for a few miles? And all these people will respond and be like, yeah, like I got you from mile one to three and someone else is like I got you and from three to eight the support I mean it's my god so cool. it is yeah. so cool to see and I think that I'm sure that you could not have imagined that when you started building yeah. it but it's pretty amazing that came up as totally as a side benefit that I wasn't ready for or knew anything about because I never got that kind of support when I was you know like growing up and stuff and it just it's like an adult thing where it's like oh this is really awesome and I've always needed this and wanted this so I love that whole network yeah. and net basically of yeah. just like support and love and before we finish up with Beth, I have to tell you about Bark Bath. So Bissell recently sent me their new Bark Bath, which has been such a handy tool. Loving it so much. You've heard me talk about it before, but if you are looking for an easy way to bathe your dog indoors, this is it. I, for one, am totally over trying to give my dog a bath in the shower or the bathtub because it's such a battle and it kills my back. I also don't like the mess. I don't like hair that just flies everywhere. It's just gross and disgusting. What I love about the Bissell Bark Bath is that it makes it so easy, so low maintenance, so mess free. There's virtually no mess. So you're eliminating this inevitable cleanup of a whole entire workspace. You are also able to do this in an all-in-one system. So the Bark Bath works with any length of fur or hair and uses a no-rinse shampoo. The specially designed nozzles get beneath the fur and down to the skin where the true stink comes from. That's the source of the stink, the skin. It allows the water in the shampoo to wash the skin clean while a soft suction pulls the dirt in the water away and into a separate dirty water tank. So the little machine comes with two different tanks to it and one of them holds 48 ounces of water and that clean water comes out, rinses the dog off, it sucks it back in into the dirty water compartment and literally the water does not get on your floor. It's genius. You're using a little suction brush for your dog, which is actually like if your dog likes to be brushed, they're going to love this. My dog loves being brushed, so she just thought she was getting a little massage. Works so well. So to try out the Bissell Bark Bath, go to Bissell.com, that's B-I-S-S-E-L-L.com slash shameless and get your Bissell Bark Bath all ordered up. Also at checkout, if you use the code shameless at checkout, you will also get two free bottles of no rinse shampoo. So Bissell.com slash shameless to place your order and then also use the code shameless at checkout to get two free bottles of no rinse shampoo. All right, let's finish up with Beth Baker. It's kind of funny how your own business becomes your own social support. Like I find that, I found that through the gym and I totally find it through the podcast where I'm like, guys, I need you to carry me today. Like today sucks. I know, I know, I know. So it's very, very cool. Okay. So tell us how you are a shameless mom. Oh my God. Well, I definitely have put myself first. And as far as taking care of myself through running and just being present. When I first started, actually, that's when I kind of really, really fell in love with running is after I had my son and had a really hard time with postpartum depression and anxiety. I found if I rolled out of bed at 4.30 in the morning, I'd go for a run, I'd be a much better mom. And so just putting the mask on before anybody else is the key. And my son's older now, he's 11 years old. And it's just so hard those first three years. So definitely taking care of myself first has been a huge help for the whole family in general. <laughs> yeah, I think that makes sense. And I totally agree. I'm in the same boat. Like, yeah, it's a hard lesson, but it's needed. Totally. Okay, so we're going to do our shameless mommy minute in just a second here, our oh. lightning round. But before we do that, where can people find you and connect with you if they are interested in learning about running evolution here in Seattle and participating, or if they're interested in learning about becoming a running evolution coach or starting their own program? Yes. Okay. So if you're in Seattle area, it's runningevolution.com. And then we have a pretty big Facebook group too. You can always just friend me at Beth Baker at Running Evolution. And coachrunningevolution.com is the other website for getting people to start coaching new runners. And I'm just so excited about it because it's like it's happening and people are catching it and they're like giving me feedback about it. And like we have a girl who's starting her first running group tomorrow. 
and you know who just graduated and I'm just like, oh my God, it's working, it's working. Yes, and you've been talking about this for a while. So yes, this is pretty, ex yeah, it's so yeah. nice to like, once you've talked about something for a while to be like, oh my God, and now I've given birth to it. Like, yeah, it's came out of me and it's out there in the world. And <laughs> it's a three month pregnancy at the end. You're just like so tired of it. You're like, right. I don't want to look at it anymore. <laughs> but totally. then it comes out like, it's beautiful. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. Okay, tell us for our shameless mommy minute, what is your favorite way to treat yourself? Um, uh, this is going to sound awful, but I go run <laughs> with rock and roll music. It's just like 30 minutes. That's my hot spot right there. And it feels so guilty because I'm like, I do this all week long and I have so much stuff to do. And sometimes I don't take my dog and she hates me for that. And yeah, that and just cooking a big, massive meal for myself. Nice. Like nice. cutting vegetables and listening to the like soul music and just making this big, like I just made a huge hash or not corned beef hash, but vegetable hash for myself. And it just, ah, ah, nice. <laughs> it makes me so happy. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love that. What is the current book that you're reading or the last one you read? The last one I finished was Anne Lamont Bird by Bird. And <sighs> I can't really recommend that enough. It was a life changer. And I'm like, why hasn't people told me about this? And, and I realized that everyone told me about it and it was amazing. And I can't wait to read another one of hers. Okay. I'm going to put that in the show notes because she is a phenomenal writer. Oh, so. oh. I have not read that, but I might also order it when I put it in the show notes. It's so good. And I listened to it and it's just so funny and it's just right on the nose. Perfect. Oh, cool. Okay. I'm excited to go check it out. What is one morning ritual you can't live without? Coffee. I get up an hour early before I wake my kid up. I wake up 5.30 in the morning, have a big cup of coffee and make a to-do list and I meditate for five to 10 minutes. Nice. Oh, I like that whole routine. I love it. Who is your biggest inspiration? I have a couple sisters who are pretty badass and I'm really proud of them. They both have their own businesses and I'm honored to be part of the Wazelle team and the owner of Wazelle, Sally Bergstrom, and she's amazing. So I always look up to her as a mentor. And well, of course you, Sarah. Thank God. <laughs> That's very nice of you. <laughs> I, I mean, you could say like Oprah, me. I mean, <laughs> well, it's like, like, like in order. <laughs> right, and, <right>. yeah. <laughs> and I've got Brene Brown too. Same Brene. I mean, I don't know that I've ever been listed like with the founder of Wazelle and Brene Brown, but I will take it. I will take it. Like my week here is done. <laughs> it's alphabetically, so, you know. <laughs> Perfect. If you could give all moms one superpower, what would it be and why? Um, asking for help. Oh, good one. Very yeah. good one. I'm still struggling with that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it's kind of like an entrepreneurial struggle, I think. <laughs> We're yeah. not good at that. Yeah, asking for help. And I can give help like there's no tomorrow, but asking for help is a hard one for me. It is. And I'd like to get that to it. <laughs> Everybody involved. Let's make that a 2018 goal. Ask right. More help. Right. I love it. Okay. So, Beth, this has been so great and so fun. I'm so glad we finally did it. And finally. after talking about it for quite a while. And I'm really excited to connect more moms with you, whether it's here in Seattle or on a global level to get more right. coaches. World domination. I'm looking for world, world domination. World right domination for more moms to have fun with running. Like, never mind how fast you're going or how far you're going. Just go and out. Or just go out. in general, too. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for being on the show with us. And thank you for all the awesome, amazing work that you have birthed into the world, especially with your new coaching program. I'm so excited for you and so proud of you. And I can't wait to have more people learn about you through this interview. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so, so happy to be here. Thank oh, you. Oh, yay. Good. Okay. We will talk again soon. Okay. Woo Thank you so much for spending time with Beth and me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I hope you learned something new. I hope you're inspired to run. I hope maybe you're even inspired to become a running coach. If anything in this episode spoke to you, please reach out to Beth. All of the links mentioned in the show can be found at the show notes. If you go over to shamelessmom.com, click on episode 212, and you can connect with Beth. You can connect with her programs. You can learn all sorts of other things about what she is doing. If you want to become a runner here in Seattle, if you want to become a running coach anywhere in the world. So make sure you reach out and connect with her. Also, like I said at the beginning of the episode, if you are interested in connecting more with me and other shameless moms, shoot me an email at info at shamelessmom.com and let me know that you want a little more shameless mom stuff in your life. And I will get back to you as soon as I have offerings. Like I said, I'm putting together a bunch of stuff right now, making it super affordable, super accessible, and 
all shameless, shameless, lovely goodness for you. So I can't wait to have other opportunities for us to work together outside of the weekly content that is here on the show. If this is your first time listening, know that there are new episodes up every Monday and Wednesday, and you can subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review, and that will drop you into our iTunes portal where you can leave a review and subscribe to the show. We're also on Stitcher if you're on Android, so you can find us there as well and do the same thing. And I hope you have a fantastic day. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. I can't wait to be together with you again in a few more days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.